Hello and welcome back to the CBU School Counselor Podcast. This is episode four for the 23-24 school year. And today we are continuing our series with college representatives and we are talking with Matt Cohen from Skidmore today. Skidmore is a liberal arts college located in Saratoga Springs, New York, and is a wonderful option for students. Matt talks to us about his history at Skidmore, the number of applications they see, his favorite essays, how those are constructed, the transcript review process, as well as Skidmore's philosophy around standardized testing. As always, we're grateful that you have joined us today. If you have any questions or comments, please email us. We love hearing from everybody and hope that we are a responsive podcast that speaks to your needs as a community and provides you with timely information in a unique and fun format. As always, thanks again for listening, and we hope that you enjoy my interview today with Matt Cohen from Skidmore. Uh, well, hello, everybody. My name is Matt Cohen. I'm Senior Associate Director of Admissions at Skidmore College in Saratoga Springs, New York. I've been there for uh, now my 24th year, so I've been there for quite a while. Um, some of the responsibilities that I uh, have in this office include travel, application review. Uh, I am the coordinator of the uh, day-to-day goings-on of the reading season to make sure we hit deadlines and get things done on time. Uh, I am also the liaison to the athletics department, so we are in close contact with all 19 of our varsity coaches and um, give them some feedback on the athletes that they are recruiting. And I am also the public address announcer for the men's hockey team. So those are the uh, those are the main uh, responsibilities I have here at the college. And I am also a Skidmore parent. It's nice to talk to a fellow hockey fan. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> um, so you mentioned committee, and and I'm going to jump ahead in these or um, kind of jump all over with this list of questions. How many applications does Skidmore receive in a on average? Well, we had um, five record-setting years in a row, which two years ago peaked at 13,000. Last year, we dropped down to 12,000, but that was still the second most in our history. So uh, we've we've risen quite quite rapidly in in a short period of time. How many beds are there for the incoming freshman class? Uh, we are looking for an incoming class of right around 700 uh, for fall of, of 24. Wow. So that's a, that's an intense committee period then. It is definitely an intense committee period. Um, we uh, have a new vice president uh, now who has uh, proposed a pretty radical change to the way we review applications doing uh, something called committee-based reading, which many colleges use we'll be implementing it for the first time this year. Uh, The the biggest difference is that all of the reading is done during regular business hours. Uh, For the past 23 years, I was reading afternoon, evening, night, weekends, breaks. Uh, So so the the period of reading will be more intense, Um, but we have a whole calendar set up and we're going to meet deadlines and get all of that committee work done um, really during regular business hours, which uh, which is a big change and one that I think we're pretty excited for. When you're looking at applications, and I promise I'll get off the application piece in a second, but I'm curious because one of the questions is, what have been, what has been the favorite essay that you've read over the years, or what are some of your favorite essay topics? I'm assuming whatever you're reading, 
the essay is an integral component of that. And I'm, I'm, I'm always curious to hear from, from reps about mm -hmm. the essays that they've read and what has really resonated or stuck with them from things that they've read in the past. Right. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a couple of answers of this. One of my favorites as, favorite essays, as long as we were talking about hockey, um, actually has to do with hockey. And the reason I liked it so much is because uh, athletics essays can be great, but there is an enormous trap that goes with them. They can be very cliched uh, yep. if the writer is not careful. So this was an essay submitted. Uh, the, the opening scene is a tie score in the state championship game with time running down on the clock, and the author of the essay has the puck. And I'm thinking, okay, is he going to score the game-winning goal and they're going to carry him off on his shoulders? But that is not what happened. Uh, his skate catches a divot right by the blue line. He tumbles over head over heels. The other team picks up the puck, takes it down the ice, shoots, scores, and his team loses. And first of all, it, it was a it was a gripping opening. Um, it caught me off guard, and I'm usually pretty on guard when I read the essays. I, I yep. feel like I know where a lot of them are heading, um, but this one was different, and it didn't fall into the regular uh, traps that sometimes an athletics essay can can set. Uh, and I think that, you know, then, then he went on to talk about learning from failure and we'll get him next year kind of thing, had a good attitude, um, but wasn't afraid to poke a little fun at himself and talk about how he learned something. So I, I, I quote that essay a lot uh, because I, I, I really liked it. Uh, I think in general, what we're looking for, um, I always tell students it's okay if they don't have a Nobel Prize or if they haven't cured cancer yet, and that most of our applicants are doing a lot of really regular high school stuff. And it's okay if you haven't done anything heroic and amazing. And many of the essays I like the most are about summer camp, grandmothers, best friends, issues that resonate with our students. I think those are, are the stories that really resonate with us the most. The ones that come from the heart where they're really showing you who they are without directly telling you. Yeah, and, and sometimes that requires um, uncomfortable topics, and, and I say go for it. I mean, if, if, if a student is, is ready and willing to share um, something like that, we're more than happy to read it. And I, I tell students, in my view, there's no such thing as a bad topic because you know, who am I to tell you what's been important to you in your life? I think that's entirely our applicants' decisions, and our hope is that they'll share something interesting with us. So what are, so at Skidmore, what are the most popular majors? They've held pretty steady for a while. They include business, English, psych, bio, studio art, and, and a recent addition to that top uh, list is environmental studies. That's become increasingly popular on our campus. And how many, how many students do you find with, a, with an incoming class of 700, class sizes must be pretty reasonable. What are you finding your average class sizes continue to level out at? Uh, average has been 16 for, for quite some time and uh, less than 1% of our classes have more than 50. So uh, if you're picturing yourself in a Skidmore classroom, it will, it will almost always be a small one. And those larger classes are those like introduction to psych and you know, your, your intro to bio and those kinds of uh, initial classes? Yes, uh, those are good examples of our larger classes. And anytime you have a larger class, they break down into smaller discussion groups after the lecture. So uh, even in those, there's opportunity to get more close contact. 
And are those classes taught by professors? I'm talking about the bigger classes. Are those taught by professors, TAs? Are the breakout groups TAs? Uh, all of our classes and breakout groups are taught by professors. We, we have no grad programs, uh, so there are no TAs on our campus. It's all faculty. Um, I knew that, but I'm wanting to make sure that our community hears that right. as well. Um, so one of the things that we always, we as school counselors here at CVU, we hear is uh, they, students want to improve their GPA in in that first in that first marking period, and we don't factor quarter one grades into our GPA. So a student's GPA, if they're applying for November first, is what their is the same as their end of junior year GPA. And so they're like, well, do colleges look at my quarter one grades? So I'm curious, how important, how heavily do you weigh quarter one grades in the admissions process? And I'm going to ask a follow up, which would be I've got a student who's maybe I have a student who's struggled freshman and sophomore year, but really found their way academically in junior year. So you're kind of getting a, a, a smaller snapshot and they really want to highlight or they really want Skidmore to highlight those quarter one grades. It, is that possible? Does that happen? Absolutely. Uh, the quarter one grades are probably the most important ones in the entire transcript, uh, in, in our opinion, because that's who they are now. It's the closest they will be to a college student. And oftentimes those first quarter grades include the highest level classes that students get to in each of the academic areas. So we really want to see how they're doing with those challenging classes. Uh, we always consider the more recent grades uh, to be more important to us. Um, upward trends are definitely noticed, and anybody applying for fall 24, we are well aware that freshman year was kind of wonky. Um, and, uh, you know, we some schools were fully remote, some were partially, it was a mess across the country. Um, so we're always forgiving of ninth grades that are ninth grade marks that are a little bit lower if the trend is upward, and especially for fall 24 applicants, because it was just very difficult to do well that year in, in a lot of places. So how do you, I, I'm going to ask this question, and I think I know the answer based on 25 years of experience. I'm hearing more now about weighted GPAs, and at CVU we do not weight GPAs. So mm -hmm. how do you, with the, the various wonky ninth grade years that you've had, across the nation and schools that wait and schools that don't wait how do you kind of bring everybody together into a level playing field because that i'm that's got to happen you you can't evaluate somebody from cvu as being a because they were able to take 13 ap classes as a better applicant than somebody from bfa fairfax who only had access to two or however many they have right uh, we don't really pay very close attention to the actual number that's provided to us from the high school uh, because some schools wait, some schools don't. Um, the Probably the most important thing to us in our review process is the course selection relative to offerings at the applicant's school, which, which answers your, your, your um, scenario right there, that if, if a student attends a high school that only has two AP classes, um, you know, if they're only in two or, or even one, uh, that's that's something that that we would take into account. So we look at the grades more of um, it's more of a feel than a than an actual calculation of GPA. So if we have a student who's taken six AP classes and the school reports a three point one GPA, 
and then the classmate never took an AP and has a 4.0, we're going to take the 3.1 every time. Um, so even though there's no actual calculation, students will get the benefit in practice of, of, of having a weighted GPA look to their application and feel to it. So, um, you know, to get into Skidmore, you don't have to be AP everything, but at a place like yours where, where the advanced classes are offered, we would certainly expect students to be in some of them and, and we would be more forgiving of a lower GPA overall. Um, that's probably the most important thing to us, the, the, the strength of the program relative to what's offered at the high school. What's offered. Yeah. Um, so what do student, what do you think students enjoy most about being on the Skidmore campus? I think they like the welcoming environment here. Um, as I said, it's my 24th year here. And the thing that has remained the most consistent, I think, during my time here is how friendly students are. It's a very laid back, um, welcoming, low key sort of social environment. We have no Greek system, no fraternities or sororities. Uh, and I think, you know, it, it's something that that my kids would call chill. Uh, that's that's just really the vibe on on this campus, and and I've really appreciated that over my time here. I think there's a great support for what fellow students are doing. Uh, it's not a competitive environment, um, and you know we have amazing and rigorous liberal arts academics uh, as well. Uh, a lot of our competitors have that too. I think over the years I've come to realize that that we seem to have a more welcoming, tolerant, um, uh, uh, laid back uh, kind of environment within that rigorous academic environment. I think that's, I think that's what students like the most here. I, I, it sounds an awful lot like CVU in the sense that there's, uh, it sounds like there's a respect for one another on campus, whether it's from administration, faculty and students, they all kind of have this collaborative respect for one another, which isn't that, different on on our campus. I I commute from Fairfax every day, mm -hmm. which is about 40 minutes, and it's a chill campus. It's a place where I can be a disciplinarian in one minute to a student and then with that same student just be laughing and having a, you know a, a, a really informal fun conversation because the student understands why I had to play this role. Right. And it's and it's not this top-down administrative look at students. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think on our campus, um, when I, I think I said that there's a nice support for one another, um, for instance, when I announce the hockey games, I look across at the student section and the theater kids are in the front row screaming their head off. And then, you know, the next night you could go to our main stage production and the lacrosse team will be there uh, supporting their classmates also. Uh, it's not that everybody does everything here, but I think I've I've heard so many times where where an athlete may say to an actor, "Oh, you're 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 in a show tonight. That's cool. Uh, I'll go check it out." Um, that That's cool. So I think there is a really nice um, appreciation for what others do. Is it fair to say that's one of the things that excites you the most as a rep for Skidmore when you go out into the communities and talk about Skidmore and the campus and all of that? Yeah, for sure, because. Um, you know, we, we know when people are looking at us, they're looking, I've got a pretty good idea probably of what else is on their list because there are a lot of schools like us in the Northeast. But when I really try to stress what makes us different, um, I talk about the environment, how welcoming it is, 
and and the physical environment of, of Saratoga Springs, which I think is something else that that sets us apart from some of our competitors. So I think it's all part of a, a greater environment, both on campus and literally right down the block in town. Um, but but yes, that is something where um, I feel very strong, and I, I I feel like I have some very good um, points to make uh, when, when I'm talking to people who might be interested in Skidmore to tell them what a what a nice uh, area and place it is. Do you have a lot of a lot of students sticking around for the for the summer races? Uh, yes, um, I a lot of students stick around to do uh, research with faculty, um, and then probably to the track <laughs> on, on a weekend maybe also. Uh, we've got a whole concert series here, uh, New York City Ballet, Philadelphia Orchestra. Uh, this Saratoga Springs has the nickname in the area as the summer place to be. Um, I think by unofficial accounts, our population triples during that time. And it's a very busy, fun kind of touristy spot uh, with a lot to do. So yeah, uh, a lot of students will spend at least one summer here in, in Saratoga. It says a lot about Skidmore and Saratoga Springs when you have students who want to stay in that community. For sure. Yeah. And I've seen that consistently over my time here. So we talked about, I'm going to back up and and I've got, I think, two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll bird walk on a couple of them. Um, we talked about the essay and the importance of the essay in the process. I'm curious about the the letters of rec. And then the big giant white elephant in the room is the standardized testing Mm-hmm. conversation and and the importance or lack of importance that standardized tests play in the admissions process. Okay, well, I'll start with the letters. Uh, they are very important. I mean, part, part of the nice part about attending Skidmore is that you get individual attention and the same thing goes for applying to Skidmore. We, we read every word of every letter we get and you know, of, of course, when we bring them up on our screen, we assume that they're going to be positive and supportive. Um, nearly all of them are. I, I think, though, after reading the two letters, uh, in addition to the letter from your office, uh, it gives us a kind of collective view of who this student is in and out of the classroom. It also gives us an opportunity to go into more detail if the student has hit a bump in the road which we know, of course, yep. happens. And those bumps often don't make a student any less appropriate for us. Um, but, you know, an A student who becomes a C student and then an A student again, something probably happened there. Uh, and, and we're often able to get that information from a trusted teacher or, or a guidance counselor. So um, they're not often the, the, the make or break kind of thing because nearly all of them are, are positive and supportive. Um, but I think uh, it, it just gives us a more clear picture of who that person is walking around CVU. And, um, and, and, and I think if, if they've done anything uh, extraordinary, I mean, every, every, every letter says, John's a great kid, Jane's a great kid. Um, but some of the letters say, okay, you've really got to pay attention to this kid yep. because, because there's something special about them. And uh, we, we take the time to read that. So I think that's definitely helpful. As for standardized testing, uh, this will be our 10th year as a test optional school. We have always believed, even when we did require testing, that the transcript is not only a better indicator of who the student is right now, but a far better predictor of the college student they'll become. Uh, We have seen over recent years that our students' standardized test scores 
have provided us with virtually no correlation to first year Skidmore GPA. So it was losing its predictive value. Uh, there were a number of socioeconomic issues tied to fairness that we were growing more and more uncomfortable with, and we just decided to make the break. So our policy now is if you apply to Skidmore and you opt not to send testing, there will be no negative impact on your chances for admission. And we really do mean that. Uh, we admit students pretty much exactly the same rate, those who submit and those who don't. So uh, that's entirely the student's call. I, I appreciate the the candor around using the transcript as, and I had one one person talk to, to us here at CBU about you've got three years worth of information and you've got three hours worth of information. That's well and, put. Yeah. And which one is a better predictor? It's mm -hmm. kind of obvious. Yeah, to us, to, uh, definitely to us too. Um, and I, I lost, I, I lost the question I was going to ask. So I'm going to move on to the next question. Maybe it'll come to me. Okay. Years, jet lag, all that stuff is playing a, playing a role at the moment. So <laughs> if it's too personal a question, tell me it's too personal a question. But when you were applying to schools initially, what was your process and how many schools were on your list? Okay. No, I'm, I'm happy to answer it. Um, I was applying to colleges in the fall of 1987. I graduated high school in 88, so uh, it was quite different. Um, I, but they did have early decision then, and, and that, that was the route I took. Uh, I applied to NYU uh, in New York City, early decision, and I got in, and that was it. Uh, the, the, the crazy thing is that I filled out my application in pen, which, of course, is quite different from today. And I remember I got a, a second blank copy of the application because I was terrified that I was going to make a mistake or smudge it. Um, I, I, uh, but I was very careful. I used my best penmanship uh, and filled out everything in pen, put it in an envelope, went to the post office and mailed it off to uh, Greenwich Village in New York City. And um, a little while later, I got my acceptance letter and, and that was it. Uh, so I really, I, I, I was pretty focused on, on NYU. Um, I had some backups in mind in case it didn't work, uh, but I, I felt pretty confident and, and I, I, I got admitted and uh, I, was, I was thrilled. I might not have, um... I might not have been as careful with my college application. It was my mom left it on the kitchen table and said, you might want to consider this school. And I said, but mom, they spelled my name wrong on the envelope. Oh, no. I don't want to apply there. Um, and so I got one of those, uh, like the flare felt tip pens, and I filled mm -hmm. it out with that. And uh, yeah. I, I think everybody's unique path is is interesting. So, and I did remember I was I jotted a note because it popped into my head. One of the things that 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 I remember a rep telling me at one point with the common application is that if you self-report your test scores mm -hmm. and you're applying test optional, that there really isn't an automatic way for your scores to be redacted. And this particular school was saying we can see your scores if you self-report them, even though you want to apply test optional. Is that the case with, with Skidmore? Is that accurate information or not accurate information at this point? Uh, we, we are able to redact the score if the student requests okay. for their scores not to be submitted. Um, in our, uh, we use a system called Slate that a lot of colleges use, yep. uh, and we do have the capability to not have it visible uh, while we're reviewing the application. 
Um, is there anything, and I'm trying to be really conscientious of, of time, is there anything that I have neglected to ask, any final comments that you would like to make about Skidmore in terms of why kids should go, or have we covered the well, basis? Well, I, I think we've covered most of it. Um, we, we have, um, I think, a traditional strength in the arts and performing arts. I think a lot of people know that about us. Uh, but we just opened a 250,000 square foot center for integrated sciences, which we are super excited cool. about. It is it is literally the biggest thing we've ever done. And um, in my time here, it represented the second time that we outgrew our science facilities, and it will absolutely be the last. This is a major <laughs> new addition to campus. And and I think, um, you know, we, we, we had a brochure that kind of made a joke that the typical Skidmore student is the tap dancing brain surgeon. And and that that I think appeals to a lot of students and, and represents what a lot of students do here. We have students who are on their way to become to becoming a doctor, but you know, they played the oboe since they were 10 and want to be able to do both. And I think we have a lot of um, left brain, right brain kind of kids who really feel like um, both sides of that are, are embraced here. So that's that's a big new addition to campus uh, that we're we're super excited about. Well, Matt, I can't thank you enough for taking a half an hour, 20 minutes out of your day to talk about Skidmore and kind of participating in this little adventure of, of ours with, with the School Counselor Podcast. And, and hopefully we see an uptick in CVU applications. Okay, well, I'm, I'm happy to have been asked and uh, this was fun and I uh, hope, hope your other uh, podcasts go well too. Thanks, Matt. Take care, have a good day. You too, bye. Bye.